With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Here comes the homing. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fat Bag for our podcast. You know Andy Young is on, so we don't need to introduce him. And um, he's getting better every week. He nearly done the team the team show to countdown last week. This week it was like a scene from the Dukes of Hazards. But um <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Fat Back for a podcast Sunday night. You're all very welcome. And we are here mostly to talk about Liverpool for Leeds 3 in what was a mad, mad game of football at Anfield yesterday evening. We will get through other subjects as we go along. And listen, if you have anything in the chat you want to throw in there for the lads, absolutely throw them in. As you can see on screen, I'm joined by Andy Young. Um, I don't know, sound, ex- sound person of the year, head of sound, I don't know. Uh, we have... Gr- <laughs> we, we, head of sound, uh, Shiny be going mad that he's not head of sound now. Yeah. Uh, Grizz Khan and uh, Key Plunk, a star of all Leeds TV. Uh, big fan. Big fan, big fan. Mark will be Elsa's love child. Right, so uh, into it. Let's get into it. Andy, I'm going to come to you first. I'm, um, you know, I was going to say after a long wait, but it wasn't a long wait. It was, you know, a couple of weeks and we're back into Premier League football. How excited were you getting up yesterday morning, Andy? And, you know, knowing Arsenal were playing early, then you had... Palace and Southampton, then the big one at half five, and then or West Ham, Newcastle uh, later on in the evening. Um, how excited were you on the opening day of the season? I'd say you were fucking beside yourself with excitement, were you? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it, to be honest, because it, it kind of came around so quick, it didn't feel like the restart of a new season. We kind of had a long way during the break, and I was way more excited coming back then. Um, so no, look. Kind of just came around very quickly, so didn't have that sort of break where you were, were missing football so much. And look, let's face it, it's not the same without the fans. It's it's just our it's just our fix we need, really. Um, that we can have that the best of what we can have really is to have it without the fans. But um, no, it's a good weekend of football. To be fair, yeah, it's not over yet. It's a couple of games on tomorrow, but yeah. uh, Keith. 
the excitement levels. I've seen people on Twitter saying they haven't got excited for the start of the season, mainly because, and there's probably people that are match-going fans, uh, people that look forward to going out to the pub and watching the game, meeting up with mates, whether that's going to the game or just meeting up with mates, having a drink, watching the watching the football, and that's their routine every weekend. But I did. I have come across a few of them on social media, but for you, you know, there is a bit coming off it because of the fans, but for you, was there excitement there that, look, this is back, here we go, the real stuff starts again? Yeah, very much so. I mean, yeah, it's not the same, but I was excited to, to get it back. I get what, what Andy is saying. It didn't fit. It felt nearly like a winter break, and then they're back because it's only finished a few weeks, but... You know, it's good to get air lads back. We'll touch on the performance now in a few minutes, but you know, the, the excitement of the early kickoff didn't watch it. The midday stuff or the, the afternoon wouldn't watch any of that either. It was only the Reds really for me, but it was exciting just to have that back, you know, to have the buzz back, to have, um, all the hullabaloo that goes around the Premier League returning. After watching the game, it sort of sank in that it was the same as last year, you know, and the Reds were maybe the same um, as last year that we'll touch on. But no, it was good to have them back. <coughs> Chris, for you, was the excitement levels on a, on a scale of 1 to 10? What were the excitement levels? Um, they were until, like, the closer it got and sort of... I saw this sort of TikTok video where it shows the crowd and everything and made me a little bit sad because I usually try to go to the first game, first home game of the season. That's the only, as Zandi says, that's a sad aspect of it. The crowd weren't there. We should have been coming out to our crowd as champions and all that Malawi, you know. The crowd's really missing out on all that stuff. Um, but yeah, overall, generally, yeah, Liverpool are back, Premier League's back. And uh, we've carried on where we left off in terms of pissing the shit out of people, you know, people losing their heads and uh, the Reds getting three points at the end of it all. Well, that's it. And look, we look. I'm skipping ahead a little bit, and uh, you know the lineup comes out. It's the back. It's the goalkeeper back for you. You expected a uh, little bit of a surprise in there for me. The Henderson starts when Alden and Keita. I thought it was going to be Fabinho when Alden Keita, but Fabinho stays on the bench. Henderson stay goes into midfield, and the front three are the front three. Andy, were you surprised? Were you a little bit nervous over that one because Jordan Henderson hasn't seen any football in in the short preseason. He didn't even get a look at. You know, black pills. What would have been seven days before the start of the season, but the word was that he was looking to play, and Klopp was kind of holding the back. Were you surprised by that move? No, I wasn't surprised to see Henderson playing at all. I think if as long as Henderson's fit, he's he's one of the first in Klopp's team. I was a bit surprised to see Fabinho not playing, but then again, Kate has been one of our better players since we returned to football and through preseason as well. So it was hard to imagine him not playing Kate like. The guy just needs the fate thrown at him. He, he just needs to 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 be picked, even if he's not playing that well. Um, it's probably wouldn't like to say it's his last season, but this is the this is the season now where he's had he's had a bit of form now, and it's time for him to put it together and, and prove his worth. Uh, in terms of up front, you, you can only expect the front uh, the you know the front three. But a lot of people on Twitter were calling for Minamino because he's been impressive in preseason. Sorry for being, a, I think the team kind of picks itself. Yeah, I have to be honest. I was surprised at Henderson. I thought, you know, listen, give him, give him twenty five minutes at the end or, or thirty minutes, whatever it might be. But to start him, I thought he looked tired. I'm being honest with you. Um, I thought, oh, yeah, there was he was. 
I'm not going to say he was a yard off, but he wasn't as as intense as he usually is. And look, that that that'll come with games and I'm I'm you know extra training as it goes on. But I did I was a bit surprised by it. Keith was it was a surprise for you? It, not only that Henderson comes in, but it's Fabinho that drops out as a pulse. Um. <clears throat> It, yeah, it was a surprise in that sense. I didn't think Henderson would have played. I thought it would have been Fabinho, Keita and Milner. I thought Milner might have got the nod. But the fact that Fabinho came out was a bit of a surprise. But, you know, as some people may feel that Fabinho doesn't warrant his position in the team at the moment. And some people that say that may be drinking a gallon of water at the moment. But... It was a decision that Klopp took and look, if Hendo says he's fit to play, play him. You know, I think what happens is the Leeds intensity probably caught them out and they just couldn't get into the game and Hendo couldn't get into the game. I think if it had been an easier game, he might have been able to settle into it a bit quicker. But I think the relentlessness that Leeds played at in the early stages put him on the back foot. Chris, um, Keith makes a point there about, you know, if Hendo's fit, you play him and, and Leeds, Leeds, you know, how intense they were and stuff like that. And we got on to Leeds a little bit because they deserve massive credit out of this game. But is that, was that us being a bit naive or a little bit, you know, I don't know what the word is, overconfident, complacent maybe in, in, in putting Henderson and Trent straight in there after little or no pre-season? Uh, I I think Keith makes some uh, smashing points as he as he normally does. Um, you know my thoughts on Fabinho last few months, um, but I didn't expect him to be dropped from this game. Um, I I didn't expect Hendo to start. I thought you know he'll be eased in, especially the fact that he didn't play any of the preseason, did he? Not even the the last game or anything. No. Yeah. So. Um, Cater de- deserved his place because his preseason form. I was actually slightly, slightly disappointed uh, that we didn't play the four-two-three-one that we've been practicing in in, in forty-five minute patches, um, especially against a Leeds team that would have been drilled, and they were fucking drilled to play against us and our and our exact system. You know, he had it sus that we were going to play the, the way we play. Um, Henderson, I don't think, I think I, I disagree with you about Henderson being off the pace. I think the whole midfield was off the pace, not just Hendo. I think they were as bad as each other. Um, I, I know the defence, especially Virgil and, and Trent got a bit of uh, grief, but I thought the midfield were just uh, as complacent as the back, as the back boys, even though the individual errors were from the centre, from Virgil and, and I suppose Trent. But I think what Keith said about the intensity of the Leeds midfield, we just didn't cope with them. We we coped with them better in the second half, but in that first forty-five minutes, we just couldn't keep cope with them, uh, cope with their intensity. Um, I was slightly surprised with the team lineup, but you know, it is what it is. I'm a bit surprised that the bash in the midfield is getting actually. Even reading the comments, reading to where talking to lads, a midfield never really lights it up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not yeah, but, normally, but we Andy, get better performances out of Trent. Um, I thought Robert was decent. Very Andy, decent. They used him as an say, outlet. Go on. Would you say that was the first time, though, or in a long time, that uh, an opposition three have outrun, outbattled? Correct. You know, it seemed like press outpressed us. That's the first time I've seen it happen in. I can't remember the last time it happened. And, that's, and that's the only criticism. I think you're absolutely correct. And I think the argument going around is that. 
you know, oh, it's the first day of the season is easily fixable. Why aren't we as intense as Leeds? Yeah. Well, you know, what, 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 hold on, we, we haven't played. We've had the same pre-season as Leeds have. You know, we finished up. When did we finish up? 26th, 27th of July. Was that right? Yeah. Um, Leeds finished around the same time and got promoted. from. The, so they've had the same break as us. Now, yeah. you could say that, um, you could say that, you know, we've had more on international duty, which is fine. That's in the last week or so, but that would probably look as a benefit because they're actually competitive games that you're getting them off to and getting them, getting minutes in their legs and getting them back as opposed to training. But I can't understand this argument that, oh, well, Leeds, Leeds were really good at pressing and, and they were very intense. But why couldn't we be? You know, and we were outworked and we were outran and and that needs to stop and it needs to stop now. Like, I don't take any excuses out of yesterday's game. I thought Liverpool were poor. I'm going to say it now. I thought Liverpool were poor. I thought they were okay going forward. Um, they had a lot of shots. There was a lot of blocks. No, I thought they were okay going forward. Don't get me wrong. I thought they were a little bit wasteful at times. But I, I, I never take an excuse that Leeds... Um, we we were poor because Leeds were intense. We should have all the intensity. We should be able to match anyone for intensity. It's not a case of us playing right up until last week and we're fucked and they've had three weeks off to, to drill themselves, as, as Chris says. I'm just like that. Um, I don't take an excuse. Open day, weekend, yeah, you can get some mad stuff going on, but that yesterday was a case of work and there wasn't enough work put in. That's just my opinion, but... I think they're got. I think the Leeds goals kind of came from Illinois. To be honest, yeah. Gav, uh, they were limited to those chances they had, and they should have never even resulted in chances. Um, Trent got roasted. He never really gets roasted like that, but it was excellent from the Leeds player to flick the ball around him. If that was one of our players, we'd be mm-hmm. talking, we'd be waxing lyrical about him. But he was roasted, and it's not often it happens. Um, they target Trent. Gomez should have done better. Gomez, Gomez, yeah, Gomez missed the ball. It, it was one of those type of challenges that he, we have seen from the last kind of six or eight months. He misses the ball. Um, Van Dijk gifted him with a goal. He should have cleared his lines. Just the usual casual thing. Normally he knocks that ball over their head or around their shoulder, but he didn't this time. Got punished. They were up for it. You know what I mean? I hate playing the, the promoted teams early. They were up for it. But and then then you look at their last goal and it was it was a cracker. It was a crack, but it was drilled in the first touch. There's nothing you could have really done about it. But I mean that's what they were limited to. You know what I mean? And I thought Liverpool could have scored, responded to any any Leeds goal, really. Mm. You know, I thought we were I thought we were excellent in attack, but wasteful. Uh, the game passed by the midfield by both teams. But I, I, it's not something I'd be overly concerned about. I'd be more concerned that this this carry on at the back continues. Yeah, because it was far too casual <coughs> uh, from from Van Dijk, especially Gomez should have done better for that second goal, and then Trent getting roasted. We play a high when you play a high line. You just need to be uh, tuned in better, and you just need to be. Uh, you just need, when you're called upon, you just need to be better than that. And that's that's what we limited leads to those few chances. Yeah. Like Keith people, Barry Devney says there that game will do us no harm. And I fully agree with him. I think I yeah. don't think there's a team around that that react as well as us yeah. to a kick up the arse um yeah. or a setback. I think we're, we're absolutely excellent at it. And I'm listen, I'm delighted with the three points. I'm absolutely delighted with it. Um I wasteful Firmino's getting an awful lot of abuse and you know, you you, you can't you, you can. You can have a real go at Firmino, but you can't do that and not have a go at others at the same time. Yeah. But uh, how 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 do you think the reaction will come, Keith? That's the first question. And the second question is, um, 
when this when you see the goals we've given away, do you see that being stamped out very, very quickly? Yeah, I think the reaction will come. And the fact that we have big games coming up now is a good thing. Do you know what I mean? I think the focus will be on, like, Van Dijk knows he can't be casual. He's been caught a few times now since we've since we've won the league. He's been caught a few times. He's 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 an excellent defender. We know he's an excellent defender. And it's just like he's 5% off, whereas, you know, a stupid flick yesterday goes to Bamford. Usually you can flick that over at the forward's head and he gets away with it and he strolls out and he looks like a Rolls Royce. He's got caught. I think Klopp will drill them. I think if we'd have had a game against even the, the likes like Everton's a derby, but you know, like if it had been like a team from eighth to twelfth, I don't think it would have been ideal. But the fact that we're going to be playing Chelsea, I think, is is a good game to get back because we do always we do always um, react to a negative. You know, it's it's what we do all the time. But we um, Barry Devney was right. We got it was a kick up the arse. We got the win. And that's the important thing. But it was, you know, the the result, I was on the Leeds, uh, all Leeds TV pod today with the lads. And, they, you know, the lads on that were very, very um, realistic. They weren't complaining about the penalties. They felt that the Van Dijk should have stood with the goal as well. Um, and they did mention that Leeds scored three goals from three attacks, whereas they usually scored them one goal from 23 attacks or 23 shots on goal. You know, so Leeds were surprisingly clinical yeah. yesterday, which they aren't usually. Now, they put that down to the fact that they're usually playing against a parked bus, as we find as well. You know, when you're playing the parked bus, it's it's hard. But they, they felt that even it was Leeds don't usually get those type of chances. And, well, that Leeds played well and they were intense and they did give us, you know, they were relentless for the whole game. It was down to air errors that they got their chances. You know, we were sloppy and we gave them the chances that they got. So I think that'll be stamped out. I think it'll be something. I think it'll be something that um, Klopp will be drilling into them before the next game. Mm. Chris, Chris Brack says perfect result. Still get three points in adversity, but allows Klopp to get into team about standard required to retain the league. I think that's probably the po- point I'm trying to make. You know, we, we've spoken going back last season and the season before, well up to a point last season because we just, you know, stood on the throat of the league and never let go. But we've also talked about, you know, a draw feels like a loss. You can't give anyone a sniff. You have to be absolutely ruthless. And I just thought we were just shown shades of smelling ourselves as I like to say is it a perfect result Grizz um, well it is it's three points but it's, you know is it is it one where Klopp can turn around and go lads we got away with that that has to go that has to go and that has to go and it has to go and yeah yeah um, I mean Chris is absolutely spot on there and that was my feeling straight after the game and that's my and that was my feeling learning from or watch or, or watching sort of Liverpool in the past as well especially last season our glorious last season Started off with an absolute awful preseason, and then Norwich outplayed us for 60 70 percent of the game. Yeah, um, I don't think, and I agree with Andy actually, in terms of I don't think they they outran us, as I said. The midfield, the midfield three against our midfield three was a, was a, a win for them, but I think overall, I don't think they outplayed us. Um, it was, of course, a lot of individual errors from our boys that gifted them goals. Um, we were sloppy in our forward plays. We had many times where we had them 
three against three, you know, four against four, and the final pass and everything, you know, we'll maybe come on to um, some of the some of the guilty party in that. But but our season last, if you look at our season last season, it was very slow. And then and then I think Keith probably remembers, or if you guys remember, we went to Southampton. And we we, we, we we played really well. But again, Adrian makes another mistake, gives them a goal at mm. 2-1. Um, and then they have an absolute crazy chance where I think Ings misses an Ings, open goal. Yeah. Yeah. So the first two games of last season were very... And I think then we went to Chelsea, didn't we, Keith, I think? Or, yeah, well, I think we it was had really... Chelsea in the Super Cup the Thursday before the Southampton yeah. game, wasn't it? So we were, we were kind of getting into our stride last season. And it's absolutely natural, Gav. The back four, as Klopp alluded to, hadn't wasn't training this week. They were away playing international. All, yeah. All four of them. That's crucial. Only only Allison was behind. Um, so yeah, I'm. I, I totally understand what you're saying in terms of why wasn't our intensity as the same as this. But there's mitigating circumstances for us in terms of we've had non-stop high intensity games forever and ever. Look, Leeds, that was Leeds' first game back in the Premier League for 16 years. Fire in their belly, passion under Bielsa. That is their World Cup final, that was. You know, home of the champions, first game back. So you've got to give them credit. Combine that with Liverpool's sort of pre-season and the usual slow start we tend to have. Um, you know, last year, as I said, Norwich created far more. I don't know if you guys remember. Norwich created far more than Leeds did. Uh, yeah. but, but Leeds were clinical. Apparently, Leeds had only three shots on target yesterday and they scored three shots on target and three goals. You know, here's one of those things. Uh, we had 20 shots and sort of, I can't remember how many on target, six, seven on target. Six, I think. Six on target, apart from the... There was a lot, there was a lot, there was a lot that were blocked. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's credit to them. But we got into the positions to have an opportunity to strike on goal gap. So we weren't... We weren't bad. I thought we were very. Sl- I thought we were very sloppy. I thought we weren't at the races. You know, bring out the cliche night tonight. Mm. I don't think we were at the races. That's what. That's how I'd put it. But I think we will be. I think it's the perfect result f- com- in comparison to the performance. Absolutely, I agree with Chris Brack what he says there. And we can only get better because look, they're great. They're world class. Virgil won't make mistakes like that f- three times in a season. Do you know what I mean? That's one of them out of the way. Yeah, and it's and it's, and it's not cost us, so that's the main thing. Yeah, well, listen, there's a couple of people reporting that the the, the stream, is, all the over stream the is stuttering. It's it's nothing yeah. to do with us. Um, Airstream is absolutely <clears throat> perfect here, so it must be a YouTube thing. A couple of people are reporting that it's perfect there. What I would suggest yeah. is probably just leaving YouTube and refreshing it and coming back in, um, because Airstream is absolutely spot on here. We're not glitching at all um, in any sort of way because if we were I'd be losing to be steam coming out of my ears Tino tells me that the stream is fine Rajiv says the same so there's obviously a couple of people that um, are probably running low and need to stick a t- 10 pence in the meter um, but no it, it's probably a YouTube thing so if you want to drop out and come back in and um, yeah leave it leave it, uh, and it should be fine listen we've looked at the goals we've looked at the goals that we've conceded you know I agree I think Trent gets too close to that player and if he's going to get that close you hit him and you take the free or you take the yellow card if you feel that there's no cover behind you Gomez looks like he's bad for the goal but if you actually look back at it he actually thinks Trent's going to get back at your man and Trent yeah. tries to put his foot in and it throws Gomez a bit Um I will defend him that much having said that he sells himself way too early Um so 
that's that. We know what Virgil's like. He's exceptional. What he does there yesterday is just lazy. Um, yeah. That's that's the only word I can use for it. It's absolutely lazy. And the third goal, a lot's being made of, oh, Genie didn't follow the run. Listen, your man ran off Genie, fair enough. The ball into your man was fucking outrageous. It was outrageously yeah. good. He's so, done so, so well to control as well. And yeah, it was, you know, incredible. when someone runs by it in that sort, he's running into a really congested area and you you're probably looking to pass him on to somebody, you know, deeper than you. It's a really good ball. It's an exceptional force touch and it's a great finish. You just have to hold your hands. You have to hold your hands up and just say, that's okay. that's a really good goal. But on to ourselves and, you know, we start really well. Andy, um, were you thinking after four minutes, oh, here we go, penalty. Yeah. It's a stonewaller. Salah bangs it away and you're thinking, here we go, we're off and running. Yeah, and I think on another day, without the the shock of conceding so soon after we might have ran right you know what I mean it, it kind of put manners on us a little bit and sent the shits up the team um, but yeah we, we look like scoring from the from the first minute onwards uh, a lot of pressure a lot of, a lot of pressure on their defence lots of ball up top Salah was so good um, Firmino missed a, an early chance as well not sure what it was before or after the penalty but um, he tried to square it when he could have just had an e- not an easy finish, but he had a, a very good chance, open uh, a chance of goal from a tight enough angle, should have shot. Um, but no, I, I can't fault him in attack early on. I, I thought I thought there was more goals coming. Yeah, I thought when they scored, when we scored, I thought that'll just burst Leeds bubble a little bit and Liverpool will get into a rhythm and, and off we go. But it's not the way it works out. Grizz, we score a lot of goals from set pieces. Um, it's a team we've made um, over the last couple of seasons in particular. And we've got some big goals from set pieces. And looking dangerous is a, is a big thing in football from set pieces. And it was great to see Van Dijk get in there, get in early and get get off the mark, wasn't it? Because it's something you need in a league season. It really, really is. Uh, you mean set pieces or get off the mark? <laughs> no, set pieces being dangerous from them and getting goals oh, yeah. is a huge thing in, yeah, the, in yeah, a league yeah. campaign. Especially, especially, especially when... We're not functioning at hundred percent. You know, set pieces are so crucial, especially when the top, when the when our attackers aren't, aren't in sort of full rhythm as they weren't yesterday. Apart from a certain Mo Salah, um, I thought Mane and Bobby were. Mane was better than Bobby. Um, Bobby was the worst out of the three. Oh, you disagree. But, in, but it, okay, fair enough. Uh, but all three of them sort of weren't in the in their usual flow and rhythm. There was nearly there, but it was it was often sort of. The last, the last touch, the last pass, but there was good signs, um, and so therefore set pieces are absolutely crucial. Absolutely crucial. Um, I'm, I'm pretty certain we scored the most from set pieces last season, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I am, um, but but it's always great to see set goals from set pieces. We're a threat. Do you remember when the days when getting a set piece was like so boring because we knew we'd never even sort of remotely create chances it was you know but now we're actually a threat i think when matic plays we're an, an amazing threat and that's why i'm a fan of matic probably over over gomez anyway but we'll probably come on to that as well but virgil you know he, he's, he's a monster in the race isn't he? even in, in both boxes so look he, he made a mistake but then he goes up the, no the other way around wasn't it he made a did he make the mistake first and then he goes and scores makes up for it he, he he makes the mistake yeah. and then he goes and makes up for it, doesn't he? Yeah. Van Dijk. Yeah. 
No, no, they equalize at one all, and then he scores, and then he makes. Oh a mistake. yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's the second one. Other way round. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that takes my point away. But yeah, you know, it was a good point as well. And then you made, and then you made, and then you made up the, that we scored the most from set pieces as well. So yeah, it's not going well here that? for you, Chris. Oh, <laughs> anyone check that? And <laughs> <laughs> the listeners check that as well. <laughs> but, yeah. but, um, but look, set pieces are, are an amazing uh, weapon to have when you're not playing well. You could suddenly get something out of nothing, and uh, you know the fact that sort of th- all all of our goals were from sort of dead dead ball situations. Or as a result of dead ball situation. So look, um, we've got our jail and Virgil Van Dyke, you know, with a stunning header. I mean, the guy, the guy who was supposed to be marking him. So they they play a very tight man to man system everywhere. It's not only on set pieces, but on set pieces, this guy got a bit of a um, rude awakening. I think it was his first game against, uh, sorry, his first game for Leeds, and lo and behold, it's against. He only the trained with them from Wednesday, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he lost, he lost, he uh, lost, he lost him a couple of times. And Virgil made the most of it. Uh, Paul saying, "Stop making excuses." Well, no, we're we're saying how it is. I'm genuinely no not. Yeah, so I've said not. it since the, since the final whistle. There's no excuse no. for what went on yesterday. But 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 but, but no. after analysing it, after watching it again, and sort of reading through the stats, and I know stats not, aren't everything, but you combine the stats with the with the eye uh, with watching it, and it wasn't poor. Poor. It was just not a great performance from Liverpool. We had loads of XGs. Oh yeah, I mean, we're, look. Well, look, we're not. Don't you start. Look, we don't. Look, I'm sure probably say, well, I could speak for me and Andy. We don't understand XG to its core, but but basically, you know, a lot of lot of people do use it. You know, a lot of football clubs do use it. And our XG was 3.6 or something, apparently, and theirs was 0.6. So that's that the does tell you XG in ever. Well, that does tell you something, hey, Andy. I mean, but it does tell you something that it wasn't as bad as some fans are making out. Do you know what I mean? But it was, you know, for our standards, the standards that we've set, it wasn't great at all. Mm. Um, John says that Liverpool have scored the most goals and set pieces in the last two seasons. So there you go. Um, people still reporting that uh, YouTube has been a little bit of an issue. I have YouTube on my phone here beside me and it hasn't flickered once, lads. Um, so like mad. Okay, so write, it's, you need to write a letter into YouTube. Yeah, yeah dear Mister YouTube, a strongly, strongly worded letter, um, and just tell them that you're outraged that you missed the XG chat. Uh, Stephen McSweeney says, um, "Let me see, where's that gone? Let's take that off." Um, because Stephen McSweeney says the XG was three point one two to point three three. I don't even know what that means, but um, people that know what XG is, fair play, and that will make um. That would make up, you make perfect sense to you. Absolutely perfect sense to you. Um, does, that, the, does that reflect badly on our finishing? You know, if you have a higher XG than you do goals you scored, does that mean that you're finishing? Well, you've a, no, yeah, well, I yeah. suppose, like, I don't know, does, does we penalties... We don't our XG, so we don't great. Does, does, does penalties... Um, in, included in XG, I presume it does because you're in front of goal with a free shot, so your, your XG will go through the roof. I don't know, Andy. Stop! I can't. I can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're sending um, him down a rabbit hole. Oh, I really don't want to go down there. Uh, Chris Brack says you could hear his toilet, Martin Toilet's heartbreak of Salah made oh. a four. Oh my God, that man! Mm. He was just going on um, when when they scored the first. He was like, "Leads, they march on together and all this." I was like, yeah. "Fuck off! Oh, I can't do this." Mm. Um, I'm shouting out, "Leads, leads!" Leeds, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was, he was unbelievable. Um, you know, 
but, but I can't talk about that, man. I really can't. Andy, um, I want to come to you because, you know, we've we've spoke about Van Dijk there getting a the goal. Salah gets the penalty. Um, but Salah gets the goal of the game for me. Uh, the finish is just unbelievable. It's And I've seen somebody else say, this is the most training ground finish you've ever seen in a real game. Might have been you, Andy. I don't know. I, I read it on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it really, really was. And Andy... I'm delighted to see him get off the mark like that. Delighted. Yeah, yeah Tyler wasn't too happy with that finish, but uh, Carragher, I think Carragher said something along the lines of "Come on, we bum." <laughs> but, <laughs> must have been, must have been texting it because he didn't say it. <laughs> but uh, no, he uh, he asked, "What was he said?" Oh, yeah, is, 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 are they playing the computer game here? It was un- unfucking believable. Um, th- there's a good clip there you know, with the no crowd noise where you can hear Henderson saying, go on, and then he says, finish. Who expected Salah to finish it like that from, from there with the ball hopping? Uh, I thought it hit the side then initially because it just, it just didn't look right that, you know, the, um, a ball could go in like that from there, beat the keeper on his near near post. Uh, unbelievable goal. Salah, he, he deserved the hat-trick yesterday. I know there was two penalties there, but he... he he pulled them asunder the whole game. Uh, I thought there was there was so, there was another edge about him as well. He's very feisty, uh, really strong on the ball throughout the game. I think he had three or four players around at one stage, and he turned them all inside out. And he showed really good leadership. Sometimes I'm not saying Salah hides, but sometimes he's just not the leader in the team. Okay, but yeah. yesterday. He was everything good about that was good about Liverpool, and it wasn't a whole lot good about them. But he really showed leadership and uh, dragged the three points there. But yeah, uh, incredible goal! He, he can score all sorts of goals, that fella. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm loving his new hair and beard. Yeah, yeah, he's looking. Um, he's looking. He's looking very fit. He's looking very sharp. And you know, we've seen Salah Keith, I suppose, in games and over periods where. He doesn't look that effective in games, but he gets goals. And then he, you yeah. can see him in, 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 you know, a couple of games here and there. He might go on a run of games where he doesn't look as threatening. But that yesterday for me was threatening a goal, two penalties, loads of nerve shown there. And he just looked, he looked right on it, Keith. He was, the, he was probably the only one for me that looked right on it. Yeah, uh, I thought Robbo was good as well, to be honest, but I think Salah certainly was the pick of the bunch. And it, it was surprising in a way because his pre-season has been absolutely malogy. You know, he hasn't been good. He didn't finish the season well. And I was just surprised, you know. But um, it's, you know, it, it was a great performance by him. And the penalties, I'm not a fan of him taking penalties, but he never misses. The first one, he runs up. And he just blasts it, and you think, right, Jesus, good one. The second one, then you're like, right, the 88th minute, what's he going to do here? And he just sends the keeper the wrong way and slots it. It was a great penalty, the second one. You know, nerves are still. I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was um, the best I've seen him in a while. I thought he was he was terrorizing them. And he done, you know, he, he done well up against Stuart Dallas, right? He's not the best. Um, fullback, he's a converted midfield player playing fullback. He's not the best in the world. But Salah has struggled in a lot of games against players you'd expect him to have on toast. And I just thought yesterday he was he was bang at it. I thought he was brilliant. He really like one goal and two penalties, but match ball, happy days. He's off to a flyer in the goal scored in this season. You can't ask for more from him. Um I just want to go off the game for a minute because 
a lot of people are asking me here about a tweet about Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Grizz, are you the um, culprit here? 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Yeah, I just got some info. I thought I'd share it with, uh, <laughs> with the Twitter world. Um, yeah, um, yeah. just some inquiries coming for Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain from Spurs and Newcastle and Wolves have made a substantial bid. Okay. Mm. Alex um, Oxlade-Chamberlain, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh, David Lennon says 666 in the chat. Uh, yeah, that's fine. No problem. And um, we're, not, we're, not, we're not superficial like that. Um, Chris, for you on Salah, um, oh. come on, give me some words, Chris. Is that it? <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, listen, he was, he was, I think that was one of his best performances in terms of taking on his fullback. I thought the poor guy, uh, not only him, I mean, you just couldn't get the ball off Mo Salah. Mo Salah was um, back to his imperious best for me. He's got a bit of stick. Even from Liverpool fans saying he doesn't look up for it, ah, blah blah blah. He looks sloppy, looks greedy. When when Mo Salah decides to play football, and what I mean by that is not only concentrate on his goals, Dali. When he looks to sort of bring others into play, when he's being strong, holding it off and looking for Trent on the overlap or a passing field, or even spraying it out to the opposite or his, his opposite flank in Mane, that's when you know Mo's on top of his game. I thought he was scintillating, Gav. What, what, what else can we say? Everything, everyone said what they were. He was brilliant, one-on-one. Because you've got to remember, as I've alluded to, Leeds play one against one all over the pitch. And so what it meant was Mane and Mo to create the space and chances had to be more um, effective one-on-one situations. Not always pass and move, pass and move, because you know that's very difficult to do against one-on-one if they stick to their game plan like they did. The amount of chances we created where Mo just kept beating his fall back and then getting into space and then Naby alongside him creating a three against two was 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 brilliant. His goal is proper one of those old school fucking blasted. Do you know what I mean? And he did. Right? We shout every time we play like football. When you see it when your opponents and you say blast it, you really blasted it. Do you know what I mean? And I like Andy, I didn't even know it went in. I thought it was side netting one of those ones. Mm. But the non-crowd and his non-celebration didn't help because he just kind of turned around like I do this all the time in training. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it was like whoa, okay. Um, that's one That's one thing I want to see. When people score goals, they should be celebrating like there's a big crowd there for the crack. Yeah. Well he, well, he did most of them. I think there was just that one that was a bit confusing. Like, why didn't he do that? Do you know what I mean? It's, um, the, but it's, it's the, the crowd adds the emotion, Gav. Mm, I know that, but I just... Uh, it's just not the same. It's like, would you when you're playing ball back in the day yourself, would you be running around celebrating to the, to the sideline? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um. It's yeah. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a slog without the fans. It's gonna be a slog all season, I think. We're playing it's basically neutral venues every game. Yeah, but that's the thing also when, when a lot of people are criticizing us, even our own fucking fans, do you know what I mean? Like I, I think sometimes we need to just slow down and just assess 
the context around it all. Like, for example, let's look at that game today, right? That Spurs-Everton. Now, compare the intensity, the energy levels, that, were, or, or even the sort of, sort of the football that was played in that game compared to our game. And they're supposed to be two teams that have spent well, you know, look good, now apparently going into the season with renewed hope. But again, it was a dead game. Our game was fantastic, without the even without the crowd. And the mentality, and I know it's fucking, everyone uses it so much for Liverpool, but look at the mentality. Everyone talks about, oh, you know, playing at Anfield, the 12th man helps. Well, there was no 12th man. Yet, we, every time we went, they equalised, we went again. And in the end, obviously, we get the fourth goal and they can't come back. But that's mentality right there, man. I tell you, that is fucking mentality. And it's huge. It's a huge thing to have, especially when the crowd ain't going to be there this season. Mm. And the last word on Salah, um, I've, I was quite confident during pre-season that he was just getting fitness and he wasn't bothered about scoring or assisting or, you know, doing anything like that. He was just walking towards this game against Leeds in the Premier League. But mm. um, what... If that's anything to go by, he could be he could be tearing this up again this season, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah. I th- I think he I think it's going to be like the fourth season again. Um, looking at him yesterday, just just a different um thing about him. Uh, way more aggressive, hungry, and maybe maybe Salah is one of those players that can perform better without the crowds. You know, so yeah, I see him doing serious damage this year. Yeah, I I hope so. Um, because a lot of people and Keith, uh, I know they're going to talk about this on on our podcast tomorrow night, which we'll have more details on later. But a lot of people are asking about Firmino, and you know it's I don't know. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I don't think he had a good game. That's fair enough. But I think I just feel that if Firmino has a bad game, the overreaction to him is outrageous outrageous mm-hmm. like and and i i was trying to make the point today that take him out of the team tell you what take him out of the team and let's see what we have and i can tell you liverpool are a lot less of a team without bobby Firmino in it and yes he can have bad games and yes he can miss chances but overall Firmino is a massive part of this team I agree with something Grizz told me earlier. He said, Gav, we should have some sort of replacement that can come in and do it, but we don't. Uh, but having said that, even if you have a replacement, there will be a drop-off for me. But Keith, is it over the top? Is it something we should be starting to worry about? Is it something that we we should look to try sort? What, what way do you read this? I know the lads are going to go into this in a bit more detail tomorrow night, but just quickly on it. It's one game, and there's a lot of players there yesterday that were off it, but Firmino seems to be getting most of the most of the grief and yeah. probably deserves a bit of it. But it doesn't have to go that far, does it? No, I, I thought I thought he was better than Mane yesterday. To be honest, I don't think Mane got into the game at all. But I put that down to the fact that Luke Ayling was the best player for Leeds at right full. I think he kept Mane quiet. I thought Bobby went in and he went through early and he caught one back. And he got lashed out for that. He done it again later on, and Genie nearly scored one. I mean, for me, now is not a. He's a number ten. He was playing in a number nine role. Right? He's an attacking midfielder who's being converted into this sort of false nine, and he doesn't get the goals that you want the number nine to get. But he allows the others to play. And I know people hate hearing that and they, they get sick of the whole Firmino is the system type of thing. But he's such an integral player to how we play and how Salah and Mane play as well that he brings them all into it. Now, 
in if you've seen us playing the four two three one, where Firmino was playing a bit deeper, you see the effect that he can have from a deeper position. I think it's over the action personally, but then I'm a huge Bobby Firmino fan, so it's pro- I'm probably not the most uh, impartial person to talk about. I don't think it's a problem. We won. I don't think it's a problem. I think he'll come up with big goals for us. I think he'll come up with important goals for us. Yesterday, he didn't get one. But as I said, and I stand by it, I think he was better than Mane on the day. Okay. Um, Just to let you know, me and Grizz had a conversation about this earlier. And um, 50 quid charity bet. Uh, I say that Firmino gets over 20 goals. 20 goals or more in all competitions this season. Grizz says he doesn't. And the bet is on. Um... Chris Prosser says Raul Jimenez is the closest to Firmino out there. I absolutely, 100% agree with you. Absolutely 100% agree with you. I think if you're looking for somebody in that mould, the only thing that goes against him is probably his age. I think he's about the same age as Firmino. So if one is on, is supposedly on a decline, both of them could. So looking for a younger version you know, of Firmino's you know, heart. Come on, Chris. Disagreement or disagreement, Keith? Disagree. Disagree, Tony. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't like think he's mobile enough. I don't think he presses enough. I think what yeah. Firmino does by pressing, Absolutely. it's it's a it's a niche position. So you bring Absolutely. in a Jimenez and you change the way you play, which is fine. You Jimenez, know? Jimenez is your ultimate target man. Bobby yeah. is not a target man. Yeah. No. Bobby is Bobby is a mobile. I don't know how you describe Bobby. Look. Um, I think Bobby, Jimenez Bobby, is a lot more of an intelligent footballer than people give him credit for. Oh, he is. Oh, we, he is. About intelligence. We're talking about his pressing, his energy, his mobility compared to Bobby. Bobby, you'll never see Jimenez what Bobby done the other day where he gets the ball off the back to centre-backs and then runs through the midfield, links up the play in midfield again and then makes the pass. You know, Jimenez, Jimenez is a penny-box player, you know, in and around there and he's, got, and he's got a fantastic touch and everything and he's very intelligent. I agree, Gav. Gareth Davis puts a good point in there. Jimenez is more like Falcao, and I couldn't agree more. He's, a, mm-hmm. as Grizz says, super intelligent player in around the box. He's not as good as Bobby, but then there's not many players that are. So how do you replace a player that's... You can't, you know, you can't really compare Bobby with anyone because there's no one really doing that job yeah. in world football. Um, like he's yeah. just as likely, he's just as likely to, to turn up in our box as he is the opposition's yeah. box. <clears throat> Um, he adds an extra player in midfield. Like it's... for like, Andy, I agree with you. It's very difficult. But Benzema does a similar job. But even Benzema doesn't do it sort of the intensity Bobby does it. But a prime Benzema at Real Madrid is, in my opinion, or even a Luis Suarez, you know, uh, is, in my opinion, sort of what, what you can compare Bobby to. But look, the reason why I made that bet wasn't in terms of... Um, sort of downplaying Bobby's role in this team. Yeah, it was. You know, our conversation, no, our conversation was more simple. It was. You're showing no, you're shown no um, belief in Bobby Firmino. This no, 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 no. I agreed with Gav, because Gav made a very good point in the in, in the WhatsApp where he said, if you take out Bobby, uh, Mane and Mo score far less. Uh, and I agreed with that. But what I meant was, but surely we can, and, and what I meant with the conversation was, Bobby still needs competition and I don't think, and I know people are going to throw the name of Minamino in there and I've said it again, I don't think Minamino is best utilised. We may try to mould him into that Bobby role, but I don't think that's his best role. We know Divock Origi is definitely not a Bobby, you know, deputy. All I said was we should, at the level and intensity we're going to be playing at every week, we should have an able deputy of a Bobby or an alternative system, which yeah. I think we have. 
So I don't think we've got an, uh, a deputy for Bobby, but I think we formulated a system, the 4-2-3-1 that we played, that it even enables Bobby to be even more effective for us, in my opinion. But let's see how it goes for the rest of the season. That's all I was saying. Mm. Um, a few people again are saying that the stream is flickering and a lot of people are saying it's fine mine is fine um, absolutely fine and it seems uh, there seems to be a, little, a couple of people that are having issues I can tell you if our stream goes bad it comes up on our screen that our, our, our stream is bad it gives us that feedback and also everything we see on screen is what's going out to YouTube and it's absolutely fine at the moment for us so um, there's nothing we can do about it uh, yeah. Tino says there if, if the stream is flickering uh, it would be a YouTube issue chat try refreshing reloading your streams or try switching from app to browser or voice versa a lot of people are saying it's absolutely fine for them um, it hasn't flickered once so it's it, it could be just I don't know. It could be if it's on, if you're on a phone watching it, it could be a problem or on a browser or whatever. But try refreshing it. And um, the people that download this tomorrow for audio are probably going, What the fuck are these on about? Um, I can hear it perfect. But listen, we have to explain to people as we go along. Um, Andy, I want to come to you. There's a couple of uh, mentions have come in here for Curtis Jones. And I have to say, this guy impresses me more and more and more um, every time I watch him. So good. Um, he was the best midfielder we had yesterday, even though he only came on. <clears throat> Excellent. Uh, it's it's ve- it's very rare a player comes along who's so arrogant in all the right ways. He's he looks for the ball. Um, he's he's like he's been around years the way he was. Like he, he uses the ball like an experienced pro. Um, he's he must be a really good listener and a really good learner. Because he's ready. He is ready to start in that midfield. And I'd have him ahead of probably Ox at the moment, if he's fit. Um, I'd love to see him playing loads of football this year. But I'd say, I'd say, I'd say we're going to just, we're, we're not going to see him nail down a starting place all season. But next in the next couple of seasons, he's going to replace one of them players in the midfield. Um, to bring him on, I think he brought him on for Henderson at around 75 minutes, was it? That might have been a bit earlier. Could be a bit earlier. He was on. Yeah, he was on early, wasn't he? So it wasn't just like give him minutes. Klopp was really, Klopp was really rate him and trust him. Um, No, he was, he was excellent. I think actually they had scored nearly straight away as soon as he came on. But um, he was, he was a big part in us kind of getting that far goal. Excellent, excellent. I can't. I, I just can't wait to see him develop. It's it's one of those where you're watching the development of a player, um, right in front of your eyes. You know, like we've seen players that have been show great potential. They go out on loan. They might come back. They might get a game for a while. They might reappear. But over the last year or so, you've just seen Court Jones where you go, yeah, actually, do you know what? And, and me especially, um, and I'm, I'm, I've am i been very honest about this. I've watched him in pre-season going back a year or two and didn't think he'd make it, genuinely. Um, so I was completely and utterly wrong on that um, as, of, as things stand today. But when you watch him, I think you're right, Andy. You know, I, I've pointed out where he, he works very hard for the team, where I didn't think he did at the start. Uh, you know, he's he's clever on the ball. He he, underst- he's very, he seems to understand what we're trying to do very, very quickly. But uh, your point about him, the arrogance that he has in all the right areas, I think is a really, really good one. A really good one. Um, but, but to watch his progression 
um, especially over the last year, is phenomenal. And I think this year, I don't think it'd be a breakout season for him. I think it'd be a really, really good developmental season for him. Mm. And I think mm. next season you will probably see Curtis Jones, not at the peak of his powers, but somebody that will go, yeah, he is absolutely nailed on as a Liverpool player, as long as he wants to be. Um, Paul Hardwick feels that he's a good player, but uh, too slow on the ball, needs to be quicker. It may be at times, but again, I think when you progress over this season, you'll see him getting sharper and sharper. The more, the more he plays, and we always make that point about the more he plays with these better players and, and gets in there, I think he'll improve all the time, and I feel he's improving all the time. Grizz, um, is he one for you that you think high hopes for this season, or you let him, you just let him do what he's doing, and you know, the, the, the absolute breakthrough and, and the breakout season will come? Depends on him. Absolutely depends on him. He's definitely going to get the chances. And if he carries on performing or impressing, because I thought I thought he was brilliant when he came on. I also think Fabinho was brilliant and looked sharp. And he's back to his snappy best um, when he came on. I've been his critic, biggest, probably his biggest critic, you know. But I, I thought I thought there was a sloppiness in his game, in casual, casual, you know, casualness sort of in his game in the last few months. But that little cameo, both of them game, and that's what you need. That's what you need when you when you got players of. The York of Fabinho and, and Curtis Jones that have got everything to prove. And, and this is my point, going back to Bobby. Bobby needs something like that as well, someone to sort of threaten his place as well, kind of thing. It's only good. It's not I'm not I'm not taking away anything from Bobby, what he does for the team. We know that. And Curtis Jones um, impresses me more and more, Gav. This guy is growing on me more and more. I hold my hands up. I was wrong about Curtis Jones. I didn't think he would have a a uh, successful long career with Liverpool, but it, you know the guys, the guys flying. Um, last year or so, the improvement has, has been has been has been, has been immense, man. He's as Andy says, he's I wouldn't say he's a starter, but uh, but he's he's absolutely nailed on in the squad every week. And at that age, and in this sort of the elite level we're playing at, what more does a youngster of his age want? Do you know what I mean? So to be regularly involved in the squad and every match day, and when he comes on. He leaves an impression on Klopp. You can see Klopp's admiration from him, just from the way Klopp talks to him, hugs him, you know, enjoys every touch of his, you know. So, you know, he's doing he's doing everything that's asked of him. And it's true. He does look like a very good learner and listener, as Andy says, I think, or Keith says. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a very good listener. You can tell he's he's playing in our team is not as easy as everyone makes out in terms of you just go in there and you just do your thing. It's very tactical. It's very systematic. The way Klopp and Pep have got these players and credit to him. Mm. Uh, Mind over matter asks, uh, Gav, why is the post-match reaction only on Instagram? Can you guys upload it on YouTube? Uh, no, it's an Instagram thing. Um, what we're going to do is that I made a mistake yesterday, so I hold my hands up. I, I went and i done the two shows. They were great. We had a couple of lads on and they were great. And we need more people to go on there. And we're gonna, if we, as I said yesterday, if we can get 10 people on in 15 minutes to give a quick reaction or, you know, score prediction or stuff like that, it's great. The mistake I made yesterday was when I finished the video, I didn't hit the button to send it to Instagram TV where you can, you can actually view it. So it disappeared as soon as it was, as soon as I stopped the live transmission. That won't happen again, but it is an Instagram thing. Um, it won't be on YouTube. It's an Instagram thing. It's, it's basically making it easier for us if we need to go live from our phone for argument's sake. And it's easier for people on the go to just grab it on Instagram, get on there and have a chat. It went well yesterday. There was a good reaction. The people that come on were excellent. So it's going to be something we're going to be doing, um, before and after every game or even going to 
I'll try to teach Grace how to do it. So, um, which will be amazing. Um, I'd say you'll, you'll, you'll have the fucking, you'll have the account shut down, I'd say, in about eight, nine minutes. But look, that's how it goes. We're all in this together. <laughs> but, um, lads, before we finish up, um, I want to get into, I think Man of the Match is a bit of a, you know, it's it's not one of it's it's not an argument really when you when you t- when you see Mo Salah walking off the match ball. But Andy, is there anybody that that you look and you think need more from him? I'm a bit worried about him. I he'll come good. Is, was there any that kind of stood out for you yesterday where it, instead of just going, it was one of those games we weren't great, but it'll come. Was there anything that niggled at you, or were you, were you fine overall? I suppose it's going to take three or four games into the season before you know whether Klopp has changed his approach in games and we're going to be kind of playing a higher line and playing a bit more recklessly. Um, just the shape of the defence, I think Jamie said it in the WhatsApp group or on Twitter somewhere, it was like zigzags. They were at sixes and sevens at the back at times. They, they seemed to be, it was like just throw caution to win. We're just playing against some shy team that just got promoted. Um but it'd be interesting to see how they shape up against Chelsea and Arsenal, who are obviously better opponents. Um, so I'm not going to worry about the defence just yet. I think Van Dijk will get back to his best. I think in a game where we have Fabinho and Alden and Henderson, you'll see, be- you'll see better from Trent going forward. I think when you play a more creative player in midfield um, in Keita, you try and get the ball to him and the balls don't go out to the the wide men as much in Trent and um, Robertson. So we're go- that, that's going to take a few games to see and depending on how many games Keita starts. Um, I, I think I, I kind of didn't really think about it until Keith saying it, but Mane was poor yesterday. But you know he's going to yeah. rip Chelsea apart. Because <laughs> that's True. the way it goes. Um, the front three dovetail very well. Uh, there's not really a game where they all score and they all play really well so they dovetail well they you know there's there's always a hero between them um so no it's early days um was a bit concerned about the amount of goals you conceded when the football came back in the way we were in pre-season but we're back down to business hopefully there's a lot of lessons learned from the other the other from yesterday and we kick on and um, just just tighten up that defense concentration yeah. isn't it it's concentration it's just yeah. yeah it may be concentration um and i hope that you're right and it takes a couple of games to to get up to absolute speed but you know with chelsea and arsenal next two we might need to look at getting up to that speed in the next five to six days before we, we play our next one um grace anybody stand out for you where you think it'll come or you thought off oh, worried about him anybody Trent. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about Trent. Um, he's up against sort of, you know, uh, well, if Pulisic is fit, I'm not 100% sure if he's fit. But if he's fit, he's probably up against probably the in-form attacker near the end of the season. Um, so, yeah. But it's the perfect games coming up for us in terms of Chelsea, who will always make it difficult for us. Um, and then Arsenal, who have sort of got the recent sort of Midas touch over us, it seems like Arteta. But so, yeah, it's the best thing, best two games we could have had sort of to refocus. And we're, you know, it's going to be a test, absolutely. And it's going to be to see where we are. I mean, I, we've all discussed the reasons why, or as some people think, we've made excuses why we played like that. Well, there's no excuses now. 
to take Chelsea and Arsenal lightly. There will be no reason, there will be no sloppiness from Klopp or Virgil. It's time to refocus and sort of get that champion mentality back in our in our in our play, not only in our mind. I mean, mind-wise, we showed the mentality is there to come back again and again and again. But sort of the rhythm, you know, as uh, you know, talking about our defensive line, that's that's going to come with the more they play back to play, back, to sort of playing with each other. Um, a few selection issues, headaches, good ones to have for Klopp. So I'm really looking forward to the next league game. Okay, Keith, anyone for you? Is Trent worrying you? Is Gomez worrying you? Um, um, do you think it'll come from Bobby? Stuff like that. What, what, what uh, are you having? Look, I'm, a, I'm an optimist. I'm not going to lie. I, I think we'll be fine. I think Trent, Laura Duffy made a, good, made a good point in the chat there. You know, he shouldn't have gone on international duty, maybe. He, he was only coming back from injury or whatever was up with him. Uh, he didn't play much games. He probably should have stayed, stayed behind. But you know, all the back forward on international duty, they all looked a bit sloppy by a Robbo. I think, as I've said, I, Gomez, Gomez worries me in the sense that, uh, not his ability wise, but maybe his mentality. I think he can, he can sometimes look like he goes missing a bit sometimes. And I'm a big fan of Gomez, but the fact that Matip is back might put him on his toes a bit more. So I think it's, you know, I think going into Chelsea, I've said, as I said earlier, these two games are good to come along to refocus us. I'm not worried. I think the midfield will look after itself, whatever way that lands, whether it reverts back to Fabinho, Henderson, Wijnaldum, or Fabinho, Keita, um, Henderson, whatever way it goes, I think it'll it'll look after itself. And again, the front three, Mane won't be as bad as you. It's not that even that Mane was bad yesterday. I thought Luke Ayling was very good for Leeds. In fact, I thought he was their best player at all. He was their biggest threat. But, you know, we'll come, we'll come good and the fact that it's Chelsea and the fact that there's a bit of bad blood there with Lampard as well will be enough to motivate us and focus us. Because what happened in the, the game at Anfield when he was giving jib to the bench and I see him coming out with comments again about, you know, Liverpool spending and all this. Like, I, I think there'll be a, an easy uh, team talk to get them in to refocus for that one. Okay. Um, and these people want you to tell them a story. I don't know what they want. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe about your... Um, your your notions milk which was phenomenal yesterday um maybe you can tell him about that but before you do andy um let them know what the story is with the show tomorrow monday and monday's going forward please yeah so we're, we're uh, launching a new show tomorrow night uh, replacing the club <clears throat> traditionally in the club we reviewed the game and previewed the next game so with the amount of shows we're doing now gav um we're finally repeating ourselves so we're just going to have a bit of a random chat. Uh, each participant on the show is going to come up with their own topic and talk about it. Um, now, it's not random as if, like, you know, yeah. um, how, many wa- how many watts has my microwave got? No, like it's, yeah. no it's, it's not going to be about air fryers. Or we we yeah. keep yeah. down to the chats for another, for another podcast. Um, but no, just we, we might say pick a topic like for me, you know, and talk about his value on the team. It seems like there's a huge split in the fan base about them at the moment. So them kind of topics. And again, we'll uh, we'll have to chat on and and engage with the, the viewers and uh, see what they see what they have to, to say in it as well. So that's the plan anyway going forward. Uh, just something a little bit different than talking about the game over and over again. We'll probably end up talking about the match as well a little bit. So 
Yeah, okay. we'll see how it goes. If it's short, so- we'll change it again. <laughs> <laughs> so the new show is called The Forum. Um, and basically what's going to happen is there's four lads that are going to be on the show, a, a host and three guests. And the host and all three guests will bring their own Liverpool-related topic, um, talk about it, and then pour it to the other lads to see what they think. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I think it's a great idea. I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. Um, I won't be on it. I'll be helping in other ways, but... Um, it's a, I think it's a great concept and I think it'll be great tomorrow night. So if you're around tomorrow night, absolutely join us. It'll be live on YouTube as normal. And look, you're getting stuff on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. So it's, um, it's absolutely flying. Um, before we go, Andy, do you want to tell them about your milk? <laughs> do you want me to tell them about me? I milk? thought it was sensational news. <laughs> Pig's yeah, well, milk. No, I, I, I was actually surprised how nice craft milk is. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> okay, you know. I, now Grizz should Grizz's ears should prick up here because he usually yeah. has a big glass of milk every evening. So instead of your yeah. standard two liter of milk from oh yeah, no, I, milk, I see, I see milk, it as milk. The cow up. It looks yeah. it looks very very thin. Um, the basic. Craft, no, I'm not going to deny it's basic, but go on. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. You won't you get yourself some craft milk, um, organic craft milk. It's made from the best of cows. And not where's it from? That. The Isle of Man or something, was it? Jersey, Jersey cows, Jersey cows. Wow. They're meant to be some of the best cows. Um, yeah. but it's but it, the craft one is actually skimmed off the top, so it's not even the shit that like the Jersey cows throw out. Um, to <laughs> for the you know the one pound bottle of milk. This is good stuff. Um, yeah. two two euro for a liter. Very, very viscous, lovely milk. Um, if you want your milk, yeah. If you, if you like Good your milk and your cornflakes in the morning, uh, it'll, yeah, quality, absolutely quality. Um, and it's nice and tea as well. Yeah. So get on it. it. I don't know whether anyone in the chat has a Volga nearby, or, but it's worth driving. Are the, are the yeah. English equivalent to a Volga? Yeah. Yeah. Waitrose. <laughs> Which one's the dear one? 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 Which one is the really dear one in England, Chris? Marx? You know, I've, ne- I've, never, I've, never, I've never bought the dear one. You just wander around little looking for paint. Yeah, um, yeah you know, I there, is, there is one, but it's just not coming to me. I just don't go that far deep into the sort of the expensive... Because I don't believe. No, no. What I'm saying is, what no. What what I'm asking is, what shop is a Waitrose? Is the dear one? Waitrose. Oh, Waitrose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Waitrose is the one. Waitrose. Waitrose or M&S is the show from the English contingent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waitrose is where all the Chelsea players go for their milk and everything. You know. So So Andy's basically drinking the same milk as the Chelsea squad now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, right. oh because and, now Andy's Andy's going on here as if like, oh, this milk I found is great. That's not how it happened. Let me fill you in. What <laughs> happened was Andy went, "Come here, what's it like to drink normal milk?" And I said, <laughs> "Well, it's just milk." And he went, "No," he said, "It's years since I drank normal milk. I'm on this gear here." And he said, "It's amazing." And uh, I said, "Well, it's like it's it was far from that you were dragged up." And he was like, "It's that long since I've had like." normal tenement milk that I just I can't even remember what it tasted like so that's how the approach was but Andy is drinking craft milk from Jersey cows just to let you know and it's, as he yeah. said it, it's good in your cornflakes and good in your tea just like normal milk like tenement <laughs> yeah. milk as well. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 oh it's did amazing ever, coffee did you ever try uh, Manuka honey 
No. Oh, oh yes, Sandy. Now yeah. we're talking. Incredibly now we're talking. Stu Mac just says the new show is called If It's Shite, Then We'll Change It. <laughs> 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 uh, so there you go. No, Manuka no, Honey. This yeah. is the one. Go on, Andy. Tell yeah, about Manuka Honey. I mean, you could pay anything upwards of twenty pound, twenty yeah. euro, and um, you could actually like. I mean, I've seen Manuka Honey for over a hundred quid. I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> but uh, you know. Look, <laughs> sometimes in life you need to treat yourself. And if you want a nice jar of honey, go for a manuka honey. Don't be buying honey uh, that's just made from like well, especially common in times like COVID, in t- especially in times like COVID, because it's, it's the cure to so many, so many illnesses. Manuka honey is yeah. curing COVID. Oh, yeah. Come here, oh, Mr. Yeah. Nerd here, Andy. Here's notions for you, right? You'll love this. Try boiling some milk on the stove. Once it boils, remove the cream off the top. Add a teaspoon of honey and three to four strands of saffron. Amazing before bed. That is yes, Andy's sir. notions. Nailed yes, on. Sir. That was yeah. nailed it. That sounds like you're going to make an um, rice, uh, like cream yeah. rice. Cream rice. rice. You'd, go, you'd go about it that way, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, I would say does so honey it's... does the honey in a crunchy count? I would say I would say if you're making cream rice, use that uh, Jersey cow craft uh, milk. Okay, you're onto a serious winner. All right, well that's that's what happened. Um, we don't usually do this. Uh, head of head of um head of production tells us not to do this stuff anymore um, yeah. I'm not going to tell you who it was not Shani <laughs> but um, it, it's inevitable when Andy comes on that we have a little story at the end so every time Andy yeah. comes on we have a little story how does that sound um, listen it's been a cracking show as usual um, there's been loads of people in the chat some of them are a little bit um, having a bit of a rare earlier by the looks of it uh, but listen what can you do um, it's been good it's, listen, Liverpool are off to a winning start. Just, you can't ask for much more than that. Um, Andy, thanks for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, enjoyed myself tonight. I know you did. Big glass of craft milk now when you're finished. Um, almost at 300 likes, says Tino. So uh, keep liking, uh, yeah. keep watching, keep enjoying. And as I said, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. So um, loads of free stuff for you to watch hit the subscribe button um hit all the like buttons don't forget to follow us on instagram and as soon as we go live you'll see that stuff before and after matches and get involved in it get on and just hit the request button to come on and I'll, we'll get on as many as we can we're going to take turns doing that before and after yeah. games so come on give your thoughts give your opinions now listen if you come on and be an arsehole and start shouting stupid stuff we just knock you off that's just the way there was it only goes. there was only two decades in the chat tonight was there? Okay, well, yeah. that's what it's going well. I don't know how well, many. Well, breaking I'd... news: Seb's ruined his chances of me unblocking him again because I'm, I'm going to block him now because he's abused me on Twitter again. Silly, silly Did you punk. block him again? Yeah, I'm going to block him. He can't control his himself. Where? Well, <laughs> can't control himself. You're going on as if he's incontinent. Uh, yeah. Such come a, here. We're getting on so well as well. We're getting on so well on YouTube comments. You know, he's uh, uh, like proper crack, and then he goes and says stupid stuff on Twitter. What a knob. Okay. Meanie, well, the only thing, shoulders. the the only thing is that Keith has to wear that wig, and you have to do a show where you block everyone that oh, unblock yeah. oh, everyone yeah. that asks. So Seb, Seb has um, no, no, no. If Seb asks, Seb gets it. Um, that's how it works, and we will sort that out. We do that next yeah. one. Uh, Seb just puts a big laughy face up in the group as well. There. So um, <laughs> listen, it's as I said, it's been a brilliant show. Andy's had a really good time. He's told you about his notions, milk. Um, he's tried to get you onto Manuka honey, and now all he can think of is saffron. Uh, Keith, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million for joining us. Pleasure as always. 
Good stuff. Uh, mind over matter is extremely upset. There are only 288 likes near the end of the show. What the fuck is going on? He says, well, look, that's just how life goes. Yeah, you, you hit the like button or you don't. But we How lazy can you be? You know, ah, you listen, listen, me. people probably do it afterwards because it does take a big spike afterwards as well. So that's absolutely yeah. fine. Um, Grizz, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you've broken Boys. some Oxlade Chamberlain yeah, news Tuesday, and people Tuesday, are a bit mad. I know, I know we say every week, but we do deliver. Tuesday is going to be a an absolute smashing show. Oh, that's just led to 40 hours of abuse for you now on, yeah. on Twitter now. Ah, um, <laughs> oh, that's all right. Ah, oh, that's, that's alright. He's doing it in an Irish accent and all, at least trying. Yeah. But uh, listen, now that's it. We're out of here. Um, enjoy the rest of whatever's left of your Sunday. Forty-seven minutes by the looks of it. Oh, I'm off to see if I can catch the end of the golf. I'm not watching that NFL. Um, I, I'll, I'll get onto it next week. Once the golf is on, I don't watch NFL. But um, cracking show cracking group of people chatting uh, check out the new show called The Forum tomorrow night and yeah up the reds summer's coming Washington D.C. and so are pesky mosquitoes don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun call your local true green experts for true green mosquito defense this science based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting truegreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092 say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer call true green today people say treat yourself like you need a reason but mcdonald's treats are perfect for every day like bold mccafe iced coffee get any size for a dollar 69 or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar the largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold feeling a little extra something something try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter with so many ways to treat yourself you don't need an excuse just come back tomorrow ba-da-ba-ba-ba Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Sports Social Podcast Network.